Chapter Eleven of Life and Death. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Skip, Washington, D.C. Life and Death by Catherine Booth. Chapter Save Thyself. Luke thirteen twenty three through twenty five. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door. The man proposing this question in the twenty third verse, we may be sure, was actuated by a vain curiosity. It was a speculative question which had nothing to do with his own salvation. So our Lord gave no direct reply, but seized the opportunity to turn the attention of the inquirer and those around him to a subject infinitely more important to them than the relative number of the saved and the lost even that of their own salvation as though the saviour had said what is it to you how many will be saved or lost the great question for you is are you saved till this is settled you are in no position to speculate about the secrets of the future make haste to make your own calling and election sure strive to enter in at the straight gate for many i say unto you will seek to enter in and shall not be able i would like to note in passing that this text is very commonly misread and misunderstood through an error in the punctuation the full stop at the end of the twenty-fourth verse should be removed to the middle of the twenty-fifth and then the true meaning of our lord's words would come out the text should read thus many will seek to enter in and shall not be able when once the master of the house hath risen up and hath shut to the door they will not be able to get in because they will be too late and the door will be shut not because they had not strength to get in if they had tried in time then you perceive that our lord teaches most unmistakably in this passage that human effort is indispensable to salvation and for this reason that human obstacles have to be overcome i think every reader of the new testament must have noticed two classes of passages bearing on the question of the conditions of our salvation the one class representing it as an exceedingly easy thing to be saved as for instance and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in in him should not perish but have everlasting life look unto me and be ye saved and so on all of which texts represent one side and a glorious side of god's truth but not the only one whereas many teachers and preachers have called all these texts and made them almost the exclusive foundation of their teaching even to the hoisting of placards in the streets believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved without any qualifying or explanatory texts we can scarcely take up a religious book but we have this easy one-sided god gospel preached to us and we scarcely hold a service in which we do not meet some persons who have so thoroughly imbibed it that say what we will we cannot alarm or make them see the necessity of a change of heart and life now i want carefully to look at both sides of the truth relating to salvation for this is a momentously important question to be mistaken respecting it would be awful and to mislead others still more awful i have said that the class of text to which i have referred represents one side of truth but that it is only one you will find in your new testament quite as many texts quite as relevant quite as important and just as much inspired as the former class which represents it as an exceedingly difficult thing to be saved requiring as much of human effort and sacrifice as though salvation all depended on ourselves such is my text strive we find this word would bear a stronger rather than a weaker interpretation it would bear to be interpreted fight wrestle agonize to enter in at the straight gate why strive if there are no difficulties why fight and wrestle if 
if there are no enemies to be encountered and why should it be written as we have read in the lesson that except a man be willing to leave his father or mother and even life itself he cannot be not he is not but he cannot become the disciple of the lord jesus christ and again if thy right hand offend thee cut it off and if thy right eye offend thee pluck it out the apostle paul in acts twenty six says he preached the same doctrine that men should repent and turn to god and do works meet for repentance but supposing this doctrine were confined to the teachings of jesus christ i take all these to be perspective surely these texts do not refer to the men of his generation only did he not know what was in the human heart and what would be necessary conditions of salvation in the nineteenth century as well as in the first and do not his conditions apply to all people in all times evidently paul and all the apostles so understood and applied them if we look carefully and impartially at both sides of this question we shall see that both these classes of texts are perfectly harmonious when looked at from the right point of view if you take your friend's letter in order to discover his view of any question every child knows that you must read it through or else you cannot possibly judge what your friend means it would be unfair and dishonest to read a part and then give me a theory built on that part you must read and judge of the whole just so with the word of god all that bears on the subject of our salvation must be read in juxtaposition we must look at it all around and then we shall arrive at the truth well you say but how do you reconcile these apparently contradictory texts i say that to my mind they present no difficulty whatever simply because if you will allow me the expression i regard the former class as referring to god's side of the question and the latter as referring to man's side of the question what a mercy it is too for those who are struggling after salvation to remember that there are no difficulties on god's side of the question there might have been and indeed there were once difficulties against which we might have struggled all our lives and we could never have overcome them there was the barrier of the broken law with its awful penalty which we could never have removed out of the way but when there was no eye to pity and no arm to save his eye pitied and his own arm brought forth salvation and by the glorious scheme of redemption he swept the difficulties on his side out of the way forever he bridged the yawning gulf which sin had created between himself and us by throwing across it the broken body of his son and now so far as god is concerned the way is open and easy back again to his throne and to his heart there is nothing more to be done on his side jesus christ came from the loftiest throne in heaven all the way down to gethsemane and to calvary and took away every barrier on that side of the cross and now god as it were stands at the cross ready and waiting to receive every sinner who will come to him nevertheless there are difficulties in the way of the salvation of every human being fitly demanding the utmost effort which he can put forth for although on the godward side of the cross all the barriers are cleared away on the manward side we have need to strive and wrestle and agonize to get through the crowd which still intervenes if this is true we can see the necessity for the exhortation of our text and of many similar ones to strive to seek to knock to sell all to forsake all to leave father and mother and life itself in order to save the soul what a different idea such texts give us of our share in securing our salvation to that commonly entertained in these days many people seem to think that all they have to do is sit still and wait for a wave of divine influence or power which will come and carry them into the kingdom of god without any concern or effort of theirs alas i fear thousands wait till death cuts them down and they find their portion with the idle and unprofitable servant in outer darkness 
some of you have been trying this plan for years but you are as far from salvation as ever how is this there must be something wrong god would never keep you waiting so long for a sense of his mercy and salvation if you were on the right track depend upon it you are under a delusion of the devil if ever you are to be saved you will have to bestir yourself you will have to strive against those things which keep you back from the cross you are like the man who said lord i will follow thee but suffer me first to go and bury my father you have a but or it may be many buts in the way here is the great difficulty with many they want to be saved without effort without suffering they are like some sick people we meet with sometimes who go to the doctor and expect he's going to cure them without any self-denial or self-discipline on their part they want him to write a prescription that will cure them straight off and when he begins to ask them about their diet and to order them to leave off this and to take that or to practice the other oh they say am i to cure myself i can't be at all this trouble and so thousands of people remain sick because they will not endure the self-denial and trouble which the regimen requires to cure them this will not cure them without the physician they require his treatment all the same but all his prescriptions and treatment will not cure them without their cooperation your heavenly physician has never proposed to cure you without your cooperation he has never promised anybody to do so and even when you are cured you are to go on doing what he wills to will and to do in you or you will soon fall back again and make shipwreck as thousands do you will have to go on on your part working out your own salvation to the end abiding in christ and keeping his commandments or you will fall back and become a withered branch salvation means cooperation with god all the way through from the first ray of light till he bids you come up higher so you see i do not profess to preach an easy gospel or to bring you salvation without suffering and cross-bearing i don't believe that anybody has ever found such a salvation and i fear those who think they have will find themselves to have been utterly deceived at last but i want to help those of you who are awakened to strive and wrestle to overcome whatever your butt may be what is your butt that which represents in your case the man's father whom he wanted to stop and bury or the possessions of the young ruler which jesus told him to sell or the honor which some of his hearers preferred to the honor that comes from god only these and kindred things are the obstacles and enemies against which men have to strive and wrestle in coming to the cross and your case will be no exception with many the great and as they think insurmountable hindrance is worldly companionship they say i see that if i choose christ and his salvation it means separation from all those i love best in the world as a young lady said to me a while ago you see i could not and would not be a hypocrite i know what a real disciple ought to be and how he ought to live and i will never try to hold christ in one hand and the world in the other as nearly all the christians do with whom i am acquainted therefore i must leave every soul i know and walk in a separate path alas how truly these words echo the wail of thousands of young people of both sexes god does not leave himself without a witness in their hearts notwithstanding the rotten teaching many of them listen to and the rotten practice they are forced to see around them the spirit of god sounds his own alarm in their souls he convinces them of it of righteousness and of judgment he brings to their remembrance the words of jesus he exhibits his claim upon them he shows them what it is to be a true disciple but instead of a warm tender separated holy parentage and church holding out their hands to the convicted soul and helping it over the bar of its worldly difficulties they say oh you are too your conscience is too sensitive you are morbid you are extreme you can be a christian without all that the world is different now to what it was in the days of christ and of paul there is no harm in this and there is no harm in that until the young awakened soul either fritters away its convictions puts
puts out its light and becomes such as one as themselves or turns back in disgust from the pitiful caricature and goes headlong into the world i charge it on thousands of half-hearted inconsistent world-loving parents that they are the deceivers and destroyers of their children's souls and i charge it on thousands of lukewarm backslid and lucre-dry churches that when their children ask an egg they give them a stone or a fish they give them a serpent the very vitals of christianity are not away by the vermin of antinomianism there is nothing left that fits or meets a soul really quickened by the spirit of god such a one must either consent to walk alone or put out his light my young friends listen to the voice of the spirit within you accept of no compromise between christ and the world you had better go back as the young ruler did than become a hypocrite and lose both worlds the conditions of discipleship remain unaltered if any man come to me and hate not is not willing to give up if fidelity to me requires it his father and mother and his own life also he cannot be my disciple jesus claims from first to last to be first in your love your interest your service he never pretends to claim any less and broadly says again and again that whosoever withholds this allegiance must forego all claim to his love and mercy forever you cannot keep your ungodly companions and have jesus now make your choice but oh remember i beseech you that one hour of his love and peace will be worth more to you than a lifetime of empty vanity and mirth true you must lose some whom you love but your love for him and his love to you will make up a hundredfold for what you lose think also that although you must forsake your companions so far as worldly fellowship and enjoyments go yet your soul shall be filled with divine love and pity which will vent itself in effort to save them and perchance you may win some of them to become brethren beloved in the lord and thus you shall not only save yourself but those for whom satan would have you sell your soul all companionship out of christ is a snare and a curse and the more refined and fascinating the bigger the curse flee from all those who love not the lord jesus christ except to try to save them confer no longer with flesh and blood up and fly for your life strive wrestle agonize parley not with any delilah herodias or drusilla come out from among them and be ye separate and i will receive you and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the lord almighty remember also that you will find companionship if you seek out true saints far more tender and precious and profitable than any you can possibly give up and such as will be welcome when you are dying and which will last forever another great hindrance with many is unlawful gain i once knew a gentleman who was deeply convicted and wanted to be saved but he was engaged in an unlawful business he came to our meetings for about seven weeks when the controversy in his soul reached such a height that he could scarcely sleep or eat he said i have a large capital involved and i cannot consent to become a poor man his teachers would allow of no compromise knowing that such a course would damn his soul and so at last when driven almost to despair and trying to persuade god to save him while holding on to his idol he resolved that business or no business rich or poor he would follow his savior and save his soul accordingly he came out amongst the seekers of salvation and scarcely had his knees touched the ground when his soul was set at liberty and he went away praising god you see at last he embraced the cross submitted to suffer if so the lord permitted he strove agonized with himself and would not give in till he had overcome his enemy and won christ so must you if you are entrammeled in any net of unlawful gain there are no bonds harder to break perhaps than these the love of money is the root of all evil i used not to understand that text but i do now i meet with people all over the land who have sold their souls over and over for money who sell their sons and daughters body and soul for money nay who sell jesus christ over again for money money is the idol which they have set up and before it they worship and sacrifice day and night has the devil got any of you into a trap of unrighteousness 
righteous money-making man you have only the shadow of a chance for your soul up up strive agonize look into hell think how long eternity will be to spend in reckoning up the profits on broken hearts wrecked brains murdered bodies and lost souls such reckonings are bad enough on a sick bed are they not it takes a lot of the devil's opiates to compose you to sleep after them but what will they be to go over and over forever in the light of the flames of the bottomless pit o oh, dishonest man strive now and resolve to conquer or die your only chance is in one desperate leap away from your gains through the straight gate another hindrance with many in this day is frivolous trashy reading in a series of services in the north of england a gentleman came every night for about a month and was excessively miserable he was a member of a church and a man of influence in the town he stopped to the prayer meeting every night and friends talked to him and tried in every way to find out his difficulty but in vain one night i went to him as a sort of last desperate effort for i felt deeply concerned about him i said to him my friend are you not afraid of quenching the spirit by this attitude he said yes i am but you've hit the right nail tonight i said have i say the lord has hit it will you let it be effectual he said you would never suspect what has been my besetment which has kept me from the enjoyment of the peace and love of god it has been novel reading many a night i lie reading till daylight that accursed trash and i could not make up my mind to give it up but i have tonight and he arose and followed me to the penitent form and got saved in a few minutes he wanted no more teaching he just yielded the controverted point you see he had to strive to do battle with himself in resolving to deny himself that sinful indulgence then salvation came to his soul if anybody here is thus held captive by the same snare go and do likewise never expect to find jesus while your mind is preoccupied with the husk and trash of foolish worldly literature the fact that you can relish such stuff proves that you are far too worldly and indifferent to seek in such a way as to be likely to find the pearl of great price with others the hindrance is indulgence in strong drink the spirit of god has shown them the soul-ruining character of these drinks and that their use is incompatible with their serving him but they hesitate and argue and try to make themselves believe that this is too small a matter to keep them out of the kingdom of god i knew a gentleman who was kept out of peace and joy for fifteen years through indulging in a couple glasses of wine per day he felt that he ought to wash his hands of the evil thing but refused to do it he did not strive he shrunk from the self-denial and so lost the joy of salvation and oh how many knowingly sell their souls for drink these say to us sometimes you don't know the dreadful power of this appetite it is too strong for me we might answer why did you create it but seeing that you have done so now your only chance of salvation is in a determined and desperate leap right out of its clutches at once if you parlay you are undone you say but i shall suffer so very likely even salvation does not prevent people reaping the physical consequences of their sins but you must embrace the suffering strive man strive eternal life is at stake the suffering will only endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning supposing you had to suffer and wrestle with this appetite all your life what would that be compared to an eternity of peace and joy is it not better to enter into life halt or maimed if need be than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire but the suffering in your case will only be short a month or two of striving with a physical appetite and you will be a free man for the rest of your life will you be such a coward as to lose your all for one of this bit of wrestling if god is willing to pardon the past and to help and strengthen you for the strife will you sit down and say i can't god forbid arise and take hold of his strength who knows but he may deliver you even from the physical craving he will if you will trust him to do it and you shall walk and leap and
and praise god we have hundreds of men in the salvation army who have been the various slaves of drink for years living and working only to get drink who testify that at a certain hour of a certain day god did work this mighty miracle in them and that from that hour they have neither craved nor missed the deadly drought will you strive with your appetite so far as to bring it to jesus to be cast out the lord help you another hindrance with many is worldly amusement they are so far awakened as to perceive that all those pastimes and recreations from which god is excluded are contrary to scripture and deadening and injurious to their religious impressions the spirit warns them to have no fellowship with the world if they wish to find him who is not of the world and who declared that his disciples were equally not of the world they realize all this but instead of coming out from it and being separate they try to trim and compromise and thus spare themselves the conflict which a decided course would bring upon them they love the praise of men more than the praise of god and so they go here and go there and do this and the other which their conscience tells them is wrong rather than suffer and strive if any of you are in this case don't you see there is but one way for you embrace the cross you can never be saved till you give up the world settle that and then weigh the world in one scale and your soul your eternal destiny in the other and apply yourself to solve our lord's problem what is man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul there are many other hindrances that intervene between awakened sinners and their savior in fact every soul has a butt will you put your butt under your feet and say lord i will follow thee and leave the dead to bury their dead will you do you say it is so hard yes it looked hard to the young ruler but we can see now what an infinite gainer he would have been by the loss of all things how great a gainer eternity alone can unfold satan draws his great black wing over all the gain he tries to hide from our view the peace and the gladness and the glory that god has in store for us when our choice is made the prodigal did not know that his father would put on him the best robe and give him the kisses of his love till he came home the silver lining is on the inside of the cloud you must pass through it before you can see it there never was a saint yet who did not count whatever he might have sacrificed in order to win jesus as dung and dross compared with his infinite gain but oh how ashamed many have been to think that they could have hesitated or argued for a moment with such a prize in view having him truly we possess all things some of you have written me that you want to find him will you let go the butt will you pass through the crowd and come now and touch the hem of his garment if so you shall be healed of whatever plague you have and songs of praise and thanksgiving shall well up from your satisfied soul continually but you must press through you must wrestle and struggle not with him but with yourself and your sins to get at him will you strive to enter in strange that some people have the idea that there is some merit attached to this strife was there any merit in the woman pressing through the intervening crowd in order to get at jesus there certainly was great wisdom and some courage but i cannot see any merit was there any merit in the prodigal when on the verge of starvation starting to go to his father certainly if he had not gone he would have never had been taken in but i cannot see that his going merited his reception what merit can there be in throwing away our husk and rags in order to be taken in and fed and clothed with the best there is in our father's house surely the merit is all on the father's side but it is a condition of his receiving us that we leave all of ours to receive of his suppose a man in the water yonder struggling and battling with the waves he wants to get out but he cannot the more he 
he struggles the sooner he sinks he cannot save himself there is a man on the shore who sees his situation and by great effort and sacrifice procures a rope which he throws within the grasp of the drowning man crying aloud clutch the rope and i will save you but the man has something in each hand perchance a bag of gold in one and the title deeds to an estate in the other and he answers back i can't let these go can't you save me with these what should i do without my money the man on the bank cries man you are drowning if you don't clutch the rope i cannot save you let those things go and save your life the man feels that he is sinking and at last moment he lets his treasures go and seizes the rope and is pulled to shore now will any sane person say that his actions merited his rescue or that he saved himself will not all the newspapers and everybody else give the credit and the praise of his salvation to the man on the bank of course they will and properly so but twenty men on the bank could not have saved the man without his own cooperation he had to sacrifice his idols and hold on to the rope he had to strive with himself against his love of money and of ease and embrace the means provided for his rescue just so sinner if you will be saved you must fight yourself your indifference your presumption your selfishness your worldliness your unbelief you must wrestle your way in spite of all these barriers to jesus he has procured the rope of salvation and now throws it once more within your grasp will you clutch it will you let go those idols will you cut off and cast away from you every hindrance and spring for your life if you sit still you will be lost if you awake and arise from the dead christ will give you light and you shall be saved but all the praise and the glory will be due to him without whose blood and sacrifice you might have striven forever without hope end of chapter eleven recording by skip washington d c